Hey everyone, this time around I am going to be reading a paper that I wrote for a course. It is entitled Linking Imbiancare to the Role of Beatrice in the Commedia. Throughout Dante's Divine Comedy, the phrase in whiten, or imbiancare, emerges as an analogical phrase related to the concepts of heat, passion, the melting down of sinful desire, and the illuminating of one's spirit. Further, each instance of imbiancare appears directly or indirectly with the figure of Beatrice, who, as a source or proxy of divine brightness, supplies the pilgrim with enlightenment. The word for this brightening will be examined and the effect of this blanching exhibited throughout its appearances in the poem. To begin, a technical, grammatical analysis of this word and its various linguistic forms will be given, then a detailed commentary using multiple translations of each instance of the word will be followed, and finally, a synthesis of the meanings with an offering of more analysis and discussion together will be presented. It will be demonstrated that, throughout the comedy, this blanching is connected not only to the central narrative of Dante's progressive sanctification, but also to Bice's direct instrumental provision of illumination for his spiritual and emotional journey within and without the poem. The word in question to enlighten. Examining this word and its five various occurrences in relevant cognate forms serves to develop both a working definition and a semantic use template by which to see Beatrice's lucent role. These instances will be reviewed in order of their appearance within the comedy. The lemma Bianco simply refers to the color white. The inflected form is the third-person singular present indicative of the transitive verb imbiacare in whiten. Its first appearance is found in the simile in Inferno 2, lines 127 through 132, where it says, As little flowers, bowed and closed in the chill of night, when the sun whitens, them straighten up all open upon their stems. I'm using Derling's translation for most of these readings here, unless otherwise stated. This particular elision here in the Italian from the direct object Lee appears only in this passage. Similar cognates materialize in other verses, um, such as the imperfect form in Purgatorio 9, lines 1 through 3, where it says, The concubine of ancient Tithonus was already turning white on the eastern balcony, having left the arms of her sweet lover. Symbianca, uh, the same conjugation as the Lee Imbianca. Uh, in Bianca, used in Paradiso uh, 7, lines 79 through 81, where it says, Sin alone is what disenfranchises it, and makes it dissimilar from the highest good, so that the light brightens it but little. A similar inflected form with the root in Bianchire is found in Paradiso 8, line 112, where it says, Do you wish this truth to be made brighter for you? And I, not at all for I see it is impossible for nature to grow tired in what is needful. And in this case, uh, this is the third-person singular past historic of imbiancire, a related verb, which may also function intransitively. Imbianca, the same conjugation as Bianca, without elision, is found in Paradiso 12, 85 through 87, where it says, 
In short time, he, St. Dominic, became a great teacher, so that he took to tending the vine that quickly withers if the vine keeper is lazy. And it's that part where he says the vine that quickly withers is where that blanching is coming from there. Uh, Chetosto and Bianca is what it says. Let's talk about five uses of Mbianca in the comedy. So with the grammatical information in place, a deeper explanation into the context of each passage is needed for a greater understanding of this word's relation to the thesis, that the enwhitening is related in some way to Beatrice's role and work. Let's talk about the first one, enwhiten in Inferno 2, lines 127 through 132. Okay, in Inferno 2, Beatrice's role in blanching Dante's soul comes through several means. By her initial appearance and sending of Virgil, in Virgil's response to Dante, and in Dante's acceptance of Beatrice's love shined forth through his soul's sunrise. Beatrice's first apparition in the poem is to Virgil, who recounts how she sent the poet to rescue the pilgrim. Quote, I am Beatrice, who cause you to go. I come from the place where I long to return. Love has moved me and makes me speak. Inferno 2, 70-72. This movement of love had the power to bring the Grecian poet out of limbo, and would eventually take both travelers through Purgatorio and then Dante to Paradiso. Virgil's comforting words, mirroring those of Beatrice, occasioned the first instance of the word in Bianca in the poem, as little flowers, bowed and closed in the chill of night, when the sun whitens them straighten up all, open on their stems. So did I become with my tired strength. Uh, Canto 2, 127 uh, through 130. Mendelbaum renders this section as, when the white sun strikes, the Longfellow's rendition matches Durling's. The action of the sun, its lightening, brightening, and warming, is central to this word's usage in the passage. Virgil and Beatrice are both given credit for this revitalization, which awakens Dante and causes him to say, I have returned to my first purpose. Canto 2, 137-138 This first purpose, primo proposto, has multiple meanings perhaps repenting to a true faith away from the heretical animals uh, from Canto 1, an allusion to Apocalypse 2-4, or returning to an illuminated path and back to the, quote, deep Sabbath's journey, as he mentions in 2-142, or rather implying a more direct literal sense. That is, perhaps he has been reminded of his first love, Beatrice, by means of Virgil's narrative when they first meet. In Purgatorio, Beatrice draws many parallels to his lostness at the beginning of Inferno, in a dark wood for the straight way was lost, and to his forgetting or losing his love for her, to quote, For a time I led him with me, turned in the right direction. He turned himself from me and gave himself to another. He turned his steps along a way not true, following false images of good, which keep no promise fully. Purgatorio 30. 121 through 130. The portrayal of the restless beast who drives back and puts on so much heaviness with fear seems to map to the result of Dante's movement away from Beatrice's light and heat to where the sun is silent, Inferno 1, 52 through 60. Immediately after plummeting backwards, the Virgil encounters 
the, uh, the pilgrim encounters Virgil, who by the next ca- canto and by the power of Beatrice has brought Dante out of the darkened forest and into the light which enwhitens his tired strength. Beatrice recognized his fall from grace and returned him back to light's power to blanch away temptation's chill. Let's talk about the next instance, Turning White in Purgatorio, Canto 9, lines 1 through 3. Bianco, in this reference in Purgatorio, denotes lunar and solar planetary motion, primaria the phenomena of the sunrise. Quote, The concubine of ancient Tithonus was already turning white on the eastern balcony, having left the arms of her sweet lover. Mandelbaum translates the phrase as grew white, and Longfellow renders this as gleamed white. A fairly in-depth comparison takes place just before, within this opening section of Purgatorio 9, in which Dante recapitulates the myth of Ganymede, replacing Zeus's lustful kidnapping with St. Lucia's mediatory care. Further comparison is made, however, between Dante's groggy awakening and the young Achilles' reaction as he awakes in unfamiliar Skyros. The similarities are rife, a pilgrim protagonist, a disorienting journey upwards on a heavenly mountain, and a backdrop of prideful and arrogant vice. The link between Statius's storytelling here, because Achilles' heavenly journey only appears in this quote-unquote Christian writer's work and not in Homer, cannot be missed, as it is tied to two of the great names that Dante mentions from Inferno 2, 31-33. I am not Aeneas, and I am not Paul. Fear, not filial respect, is connected to the mentioning of these greats, and Virgil accuses Dante of false humility. What cures him is Virgil's comfort and invocation of Beatrice. After this explanation and her mentioning, he is as whitened little flowers. As Musio states, Achilles is mentioned in Purgatorio 9, 34 and onwards, perhaps not only as a parallel to Dante's journey through Purgatory, but also as a fearful allusion to Achilles' eventual death and failure. Considering this alongside Virgil's mentioning of St. Lucia in Inferno 2, 97-102, then it appears that these two cantos should be read together. This means that one might say that Dante is now able to see himself as a heroic figure, perhaps as a result of his communal inauguration in Inferno 4, 102 and his first baptism in Purgatorio 2. However, it may be that his pre-purge state identifies as much with Achilles' ascension as his death, keeping with his cincture of fear that will be removed in his second baptism in Purgatorio 3191-99. The connection between Paul and the Aeneas-Achilles passages, then, is that this spiritual sunrise in Purgatory, along with its association to Dante as a Ganymedian, Achillean figure, exists in a scenario affected by Beatrice. The next instance is Brighton's in Paradiso 7, 79-81. In Paradiso 7, Beatrice explains the cosmology of sin and grace by speaking about light and darkness. Quote, sin alone is what disenfranchises it and makes it dissimilar from the highest good so that the light brightens it but little. Mandelbaum says, the brightness of its light is dimmed. And Longfellow renders the reflexive phrase more accurately to the Italian, so that he little with its light is blanched. 
This means that the light of the good shines brightly, unaffected by the sinning one's ability to see it, but that sin causes this great light to enlighten it only slightly. Beatrice's connection to the purifying fire here is fairly straightforward. It is she who proclaims this saying to him and begins her discourse by saying, shining on me with a smile that would make one happy in the fire. Uh, Parody so 17 through 19. Further, Beatrice is the actor who uncovers the darkness in Dante's life, allowing for divine light to brighten the poet more fully. The next instance. Made brighter in Paradiso 8, lines uh, 112 through 113. The second usage of this word in Paradiso is found in a conversation with Carlo Martello, a righteous heir to a throne in southern Italy. He says, "Do Do you wish this truth to be made brighter for you? And I, not at all, for I see it is impossible for nature to grow tired in what is needful. Mandelbaum here interprets this phrase by saying, Would you have this truth more clear to you? Longfellow keeps the verbal phrase, have clearer made, in his translation. The conversation in this canto revolves around duty towards the state and the role of eroticism and desire, hence the references to Dido. Throughout the Paradiso, Beatrice grows brighter, inflamed by both an increasing closeness to the presence of God and from Dante's perception, from his continued and maturing sanctification state. Durling notes that her continually brightening appearance is often referred to as light, as it appears in uh, 94 and following from the same canto. Dante has no need for further clarification when asked, because he understands the Aristotelian and Thomistic philosophy here at work, in that the full of light divine nature which shines through through saintly characters like Beatrice, cannot grow dim or lessen, as the beingness of the light flows from God's essential character of not being consumed or used up. In light of the sun's brightness, and as has been noted throughout, Beatrice is glowing, music comments on lines 112 through 113. This phrase is about, quote, the dynamic in which the universe is eternally giving birth to God's energy. If one connects Martello's explanation with Beatrice's, Canto 2, lines 127 through 148, one sees the lightening effect of Beatrice as she guides Dante through each of these lecturers. Let's move on to the next instance, Withers, in Paradiso 12, lines 85 through 87. Finally, usage of this word appears in in the 12th canto. In short time, he, St. Dominic, became a great teacher, so that he took to tending the vine that quickly withers if the vine keeper is lazy. Mandelbaum also uses the word withers, but Longfellow opts for fadeth. This particular instance of whitening takes a slightly different tack, but is still relevant. This particular canto refers to St. Dominic's charism of pastoral leadership, caring for the church, the vine, which whitens or fades if other church leaders feign their work. In this metaphor, the sun-scalded dries out the tender faith of Christians, but St. Dominic, as the true light from God, orbits around this garden of the faithful, providing a restrained and health-giving nourishment. Beatrice, of course, serves in a similar way for Dante. Beatrice aids as a filter for brightness, which may be good in of itself, but without filtering causes damage to the unenlightened 
causes them to be scorched, blanched. An example of this takes place in Purgatorio 31, before Dante is purged for the second time. In this scene, Dante stares into Beatrice's eyes as she looks upon the Christ-figured griffin, and Dante sees, not by staring directly at it, but by gazing into the reflection in her pupils which hide behind her veil. If the analogy is that the brightness which whitens is evil in of itself, one has to look no further than Inferno 1 and 2 to see Beatrice's divine protection. When Dante is assaulted by the three animals, who according to various interpretations often involve at least some connection to church officials and thereby relates to St. Dominic's reforms, leading him into a fading, Inferno 1, 44 45, 47, 51, 53, 57, and 60, which prompts the Blessed Virgin, Inferno 2, 52 through 53, to warn Beatrice, who in turn sends aid through Virgil, Inferno 2, 70 through 72. Now let's talk about defining and interpreting imbiacare, an analysis of the term. Several apparent meanings are found in this word's usage, radiation, gleaming, scorching, illuminating. All relate in a literal way to extraterrestrial brightness, in the first two cases by the light of the rising sun, the third by mental divinely inspired contemplation, the fourth by summer heat, and finally by physical proximity to the sun. Of course, each of these are connected poetically by the role of light. In several of these cases, the word blanch may be used to describe the whitening action by means of dialoguing, contemplating, or simple exposing, since it may convey the results of color modification as well as the role of metaphorical heat in this process. Now let's talk about some potential interpretations. Something on the nose is present within Dante's use of the verb, taking on something of a linguistic trope akin to saying something like grace gracefully spoke. In line with the Tuscan literature of his time, it would have been fitting to have an, quote, idealization of one exclusive lady. And at least in the case of De Gennaro, this woman was named Bianca. Beatrice's name, which means one who is blessed, does not pertain to a particular color, though it acts in a verbal manner like the phrase in Whiten. Of course, the blessed one alludes to the highest of the Tridone, a forma of the intercessory and mediatory heavenly help. While Beatrice may not be an eponym for a color, Dante's entire experience with his lady outside of the poem is centered around her brightness and her ability to blanch. In La Vita Nuova, when Dante sees the young, vibrant Beatrice on the street, he states that, quote, this very gracious lady, the miraculous lady appeared to be dressed in pure white, bianchissimo. Of course, this experience was formative for him, <laughs> to say the least. It led to almost senseless visions, dreams, and reflections. The beginning of Dante's career as a poet stems from seeing the lady, being greeted by her, and having the entire state of his soul shaken by her effect on him. Commenting on this encounter, Harrison states, Dante sees something in or about Beatrice, which cannot be explained merely in terms of poetic hyperbole, phantasmal perception, or even mystical delirium. Recalling his first meeting on the road, Dante later says, The heart of him she greets is made to quake, his face to whiten, or pale, uh, tutus more. For Dante, there is more to the pure whiteness of the miraculous Beatrice's appearance than a description of her clothing. 
a spiritual and emotional blanching took place in his heart. He says, I held no man my enemy, and the flame of charity burned brighter within me, a flame that consumed all past offenses. The pure and bright appearance of Beatrice, it seems, is directly related to the consuming fire in Dante's heart, a flame that the poet links to the glorious, saintly image of Beatrice. Charles Williams states that, quote, all of his work consists, one way or another, in the increase of that worship and that knowledge, the reverence and yearning ignited by the blazing image of Beatrice. If one understands the leading lady of the comedy to be something like an icon of the Blessed Virgin, then a color-coded connection exists between the white-hot glow of the Stella Maris, a blazing, fiery, and white-hot presence in the highest heaven. Admiral Beatrice is a beacon, a guiding light, a north star, brightening the darkness of Dante's fearful forests and blanching his icy, not-quite-penitent heart. Though certainly the key word of the poem— or though certainly not a key word of the poem, and a single word could not summarize the breadth of his work. This whitening may serve as a keystone for, for the poem, upon which two columns, the referential and literal sides of various similes, may be balanced and weighed. Whether referring to the Blessed Virgin or to Beatrice, the phrase blessed is colored by the sacrificial work of making blessed, which would literally be to make something crimson. Biblical links between sacrificial blood and cleansing, and whitening, as it were, would not have been missed by Dante, what with his many references to Psalm 51 and other miserere uh, penitential psalms. This is all connected with the movement of color which bookends the poem. Dante, by Beatrice's aid, traverses the dark forest to arrive at beatitude, to, quote, see how great is this council of white robes, Bianche stole. Let's conclude, Beatrice as the source of light. From the passages found throughout the comedy, the phrase in whiten, or to blanch, is used in reference to divine light and invigorating heat. In each case, the context makes clear a special connection and relation from proverbial light to the image of Beatrice as a glowing, ever-brightening, fiery figure of inspiration. Even before writing the comedy, the brightness of Beatrice inspired Dante's foray into poetry, enlightened by his muse's gaze and beauty. When writing in the comedy, the highest praise for Beatrice may be found in his descriptions of her as intercessor, and therefore someone like the Blessed Virgin, the highest possible form of one who is full of grace. <laughs>